Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Keith Lee, who's a lawyer, author, and blogger in Birmingham, Alabama. He has been blogging at Associates Mind for eight years and recently created Lawyers Smack, a private community for attorneys interested in discussing practice-related issues with their peers in real time. Hi, Keith. How are you? Great, Ari. Thanks for having me. It's a privilege. So tell us about your background and the genesis of Lawyer Smack. Like I told you, all of the either blame or credit can go to you from <laughs> many years ago uh, when I was just a law student. And uh, I had read your book of the Opportunity Maker, which led me to create my blog many years ago and then became a practicing attorney as Associates Mind got popular and I got more readers and people were interested. The one component that I really enjoyed was obviously commenting with people. And eventually that shifted to social media, but it still wasn't great and it wasn't what I was looking for. And what I wanted was a place for lawyers to get together and discuss openly, freely, without fear of repercussions, what's going on in their careers, what's going on in their firm, just what's going on in their life. Eventually that led to uh, starting Lawyer Smack right at the beginning of 2016, late 2015. Now it's a website, lawyersmack.com, but once you become a member, most of our communications take place on the Slack. Slack communications platform, which is an internal communication tool for teams, but has also emerged as one of the premier community platforms online. Lots of different communities from TV shows to all the moderators at Reddit use it to coordinate and communicate internally. How does Lawyer Smack work? People go to LawyerSmack.com. They join up. There's an annual fee. It's $99 a year. And I go through and review everyone's application, make sure they have a JD or whatever the equivalent is in their country because I've got lawyers from all around the world, make sure they're the right fit. And then uh, I approve them and they can join the Slack community. There's some onboarding process. I look at their background and I try and place them in the correct channels based upon their practice areas and geographic location. But then from there, it's kind of up to them. I don't know if they're like a cat person or a dog person, and I don't want to put them in the wrong channel. What are some of the more active groups within your community? The solo channel, which counts as the solo small firm, is, is very active because if you're in a firm and there's lots of attorneys, obviously you have people you can bounce ideas off of. If you're a solo or in a small firm, you know, you're lacking that type of community. So I've had a lot of solos and small firm attorneys uh, flock to the platform and uh, help each other with their practices. The in-house channel kind of surprised me at how popular it is. But once I kind of got thinking about it, a lot of in-house lawyers, if they're in small to medium-sized companies, are often the only attorney. So they kind of have the same problem as a solo. They're by themselves. They need to bounce ideas off of people. There's a lot of in-house corporate counsel type groups, but nothing like this, which is real time on demand. The newbie channel is uh, very popular. The First Amendment channel is pretty popular. We get a lot of First Amendment people. A lot of the lawyers from FIRE, which is the First Amendment and higher education organization, are members. 
a lot of the other channels that are popular are not legal related. You know, sports channel is really popular. People love to start, talk sports. Politics is very popular. Parenting is very popular. Unlike, say, like an old, you know, traditional list serve where it's like everyone's going to talk business all the time. Lawyer Smack is very open because there are so many channels. You know, if you want to talk about appellate work, you go into appeals and everything in there is about appeals. But if you don't want to, then you just never see it. And if you want to talk about suits, there's a channel because a lot of people are talking about fashion choices or anything like that. I really allow the conversation to run the gamut wherever users want it to go. How do you decide which channels to create? I'm pretty liberal with that. I mean, I set out channels initially, but as the community's grown, I've let it be very self-directed. You know, every now and then I'll look at the channel list and some new channels have popped up that I didn't even know existed. What I don't allow, you know, anything obviously offensive or out of bounds or crazy or violent or racist is obviously I'm going to kick you off the platform immediately. There are a couple of channels that are labeled not safe for work. There's one channel called After Dark, which is where all the single lawyers discuss their Tinder dates and about how their love lives are going. And that that's definitely uh, quarantined into its own space. And everyone knows not to go in there unless you expect some pretty frank conversation about Tinder dating. What is the expectation of privacy for your users? Certainly no one can be in there unless I approve them. So everyone's vetted and is an attorney and no one can see it that's not a member. But of course, it's on people's screens. I mean, at any given point in time, people could just screenshot it and take a copy of the conversation and put it on Facebook or whatever they felt like. So it's definitely private. It's, it's certainly you're not having a public conversation on Twitter or anything like that. And, and I certainly think that's one of the reasons why it's become so popular is people feel like they can go in there and it's a, you know, quote unquote, safe space to sort of let your hair down and have conversations of, about stuff that you're facing in your practice. But with that being said, I definitely let everyone know, you know, keep in mind, it's the internet, you know, not, nothing is, is really private. You never know what could happen. How are you monitoring the conversations? I keep tabs on not every single channel, but most of them, and check on it throughout the day. I also am very proud of the culture that has been fostered in Lawyer Smack. It's irreverent, but professional. I mean, people know where the lines are and how to stay in them. I, I've very rarely have I ever had to intercede and kind of engage in moderation. It also helps that the moderators of Reddit, which is the fourth, fifth largest website in the United States and hundreds of millions of users, a lot of the moderators of some of the very largest subreddits with tens of millions of users are all lawyers. And uh, they're all members of Lawyers Mac. They're very experienced <laughs> moderating lots and lots of people they sort of keep out an unofficial eye for me as well and keep tabs on the community and everyone knows that so even if i'm not there as something's going on there's usually at least a couple people who are very experienced in moderation and, and help keep conversations on track you mentioned creating a safe space what else is driving the popularity of lawyer smack a lot of people are just burnt out on all the vitriol and like trollingness. It's overwhelming to be online on Twitter or Facebook, constant back and forth, almost battling. Like you can't just have a regular conversation without people interjecting or things going off track or someone accusing you of something. 
And it can just be exhausting when you go into lawyers Mac because there are so many channels and things are kept within their channels like there's no political discussion anywhere except for the politics channel, period. We keep all that in there. If you want to talk politics, go in there, have at it. Where the dating stuff stays in like the dating channel. And don't get me wrong, there are a couple of sort of general interest, interest channels, but it's very selective in its filtering. And I think people really enjoy that. And then also, because people have to pay a fee to be a member and you know everyone's a lawyer, there's just enough barriers to entry that the only people who are in there are people who really want to be in there and they have some skin in the game and they know they need to behave at a certain level or they'll be removed. I've kicked people out. It's happened. They haven't been able to interface with the community well and where they've you know behaved erratically. I've removed them. And so people know that that's in there and that helps. Another thing is you know, a lot of the people who are in the community are sort of visible online lawyers and they, they end up talking about it on Facebook or they talk about it on Twitter or they'll see a news story uh, somewhere, people see it and they're like, oh, wow, here's this cool private community. People just want to be in there and be in a fun place where they can kind of let their hair down and know and know that no one's going to judge them for it. If anything, people are going to try and help them out. What are the surprising benefits of Lawyer Smack's creation? I was really surprised about how many referrals go on inside. You know, that wasn't something I was thinking about at all when I created it. But as people began to develop relationships and trust one another, it just became the de facto place for people to begin to refer cases, especially because people are all across the country and all around the world over the holidays. I didn't have anything to do with it. It was totally self-created through the community. There was a secret Santa exchange that was across 19 states and two countries because people have really bonded and developed relationships. Now we have meetups regularly around the country. We've done... Uh, had one in Atlanta. We've had one in New York. Uh, we had one in Chicago last week during the tech show. One member drove four hours from Detroit to Chicago to come out for it. We'll be having another one next month in Boston. And then in May, we're having one in San Diego. I, I'm just lucky I've been able to attract an amazing group of people because that's they're really who makes it great. I'm one of, you know, 190 people. It's the other, you know, 189 people who make it an amazing spot. What does the growth of lawyer smack indicate about the changing nature of communication in the legal profession? I mean, the legal industry is a lagging industry. We're always behind on technology across every facet. Listservs are still a big thing in the, in the legal industry. And it's like no one else uses listservs anymore except for lawyers. The growth of lawyer smack points to a deficiency of lawyer organizations. They aren't heeding the needs, particularly of younger lawyers. I have one lawyer who's a member just retired from his corporate counsel job and he's done and he's just hanging out. But the majority of the people in there are, are definitely under 40, probably a lot of them late 20s, early 30s. They want to connect with other lawyers in an on-demand, real-time fashion. And don't be wrong, they want to go to events, but They've grown up with Facebook and Twitter and forums, and they want to interact with the lawyers in a real-time way and get real-time feedback. Last week, it was really amazing. One new young lawyer who hasn't even been a lawyer a year popped into the newbie channel and was like, I'm having a complete crisis of faith. He's an associate. I've been assigned a case for my partner that I have disagreed with to the very core of my moral fiber. I don't think I can represent this person. I don't know if I can work here. I might quit my job. 
and then a dozen people all piled in and there was a big lengthy ethical discussion about what it means to offer representation, what's the duty of a lawyer. This young lawyer was able to get just amazing real-time feedback in a way that he would have never have in any other setting. To be able to have created an environment and a culture where members are eager to help one another like that is just incredible for me. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Keith Lee, a lawyer, author, and blogger in Birmingham, Alabama, who has been blogging at AssociatesMind.com for eight years and recently created Lawyer Smack, a private community for attorneys interested in discussing practice-related issues with their peers in real time. Keith, congratulations on your success, and thanks so much. Thanks, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.